Welcome back to another episode of A Billion People, One Emotion. Your one place for knowledge on Indian cricket. Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Billion People, One Emotion. We're back here with uh, the analysis of the third test match being played at Headingley Leeds. India won the toss and contrary to past results. They've actually gone on to lose the match after winning the toss. India opted to bat first, putting up a score of 78. Um, England, in return, gave India a mighty, mighty score of 432, to which India could only hit 278, leaving them a loss by an innings and 76 runs. So, we're here with Rehan and Vivin to go over the proceedings of this test match. So, starting with India's batting on the first day, we've seen that the opening partnership, which was ever so solid, uh, has pumped, uh, has trebled a bit with KL Rahul uh, going out to Jimmy Anderson in, well, the first over. And then soon after, the middle order collapse that we've seen so often these days with Pujara scoring one, Kohli scoring seven and Rahane scoring 18. Ishap Pant out of form, getting only two runs. Jarija not able to get his score with the tail-enders, going with four. And India's tail not wagging, getting 0-8-0-3. Leaving India with 78 runs on the board. Uh, well, with such a low score, it didn't seem that they were ever coming back in the game. Thoughts on the Indian batting and the English bowling in the first innings? Uh, Rehan? I mean... The English bowlers bowled like magnificently. Uh, I mean, obviously the overcast conditions, the ball was swinging quite a bit, but uh, I thought they bowled really well. And it was just one of those days for the Indian batsmen, where uh, everything they were going at was hitting the outside edge and was carrying to the to the slip corner. So it was unfortunate, but uh, full props to England for bowling really well. And uh, I feel that uh, our our batting contingent should have been uh, a bit more disciplined uh, knowing how the ball was acting. Um, but one thing I really wanted to point out was um, obviously we scored 78. And if you look at Rohit Sharma's score, he scored 19. But he actually hung in there for 105 balls, which was, uh, which was really impressive. He really had great temperament. And, and it was just, uh, it was, his wicket was really surprising. I mean, it, it was... Like I, I don't know what happened, but uh, maybe a lapse in concentration, or uh, or maybe the pitch uh, did something different. But uh, his wicket was uh, really surprising. But uh, up until that point, he looked uh, he looked really solid, and by far he looked like the the best batsman. Um, from the English bowlers, Jimmy, obviously, I mean, eight overs, five maidens, gave away six runs, took three wickets, economy of zero point seven five. Less than one. I mean, what a bowler that guy is. Um, I mean, he, he's just amazing. Uh, hard to go wrong with him. And uh, Ollie Robinson, great again. Uh, Sam Curran surprisingly picked up uh, a couple of wickets. Um, Moen Ali only got a couple of overs to bowl. But the new man in, uh, Craig Overton, uh, also uh, surprised and got uh, three wickets, in fact, uh, with uh, an economy of 1.31. So it, it was a nice little surprise from him. Um, but obviously, me supporting the Indian camp, horrible day, horrible innings. 
Yeah, whoever you backed uh, in this match going into it, whether you thought England would have the win or um, India was looking good going into the first day, um, it was definitely a shock, right? Going into the match, India getting seventy-eight all out, and as Rehan said, Rohit did hang in for a while, and he did go on to get uh, a good score in the second innings with a well-deserved half century. He was patient and he really stuck it in there, and. Uh, Unfortunately, not as lucky for the rest of the Indian batsmen, right? Or KL Rahul didn't really get much in uh, either of the innings. And you know, we had a minor win, right, by winning the toss. Uh, generally, Indian fans don't have that satisfaction, particularly uh, under Kohli, who seems to have a knack for losing tosses. But um, yeah, that that happiness was obviously short-lived because, uh, as Indian fans, we—I mean, there's no there's no nicer way to say it. We got absolutely mauled. Uh, in our first innings, and uh, yeah, the English bowlers did very well, as Rayan said. Jimmy Anderson once again proving his class, right? Um, we all know that Jimmy Anderson, one of the all-time Test greats, all-time Test bowling greats, and he showed his class again. Um, people are people have had doubts about whether he still has it, and without a doubt, he does. Obviously, with the swing, with the pace, he's he's really able to get in there and get the wickets. And yeah, Sam Curran hasn't been playing too well um, in this series, particularly with the ball. And uh, yeah, he got a couple of wickets. So uh, it was a very good start for England and a horrendous start for India overall. Well, yeah, Sam Curran did come back in the first innings. But if you look at in India's second innings while batting, you see a deep contrast with, with, with what the bowlers have done on both sides. Um we see that Moin Ali was given a lot more bowl, considering that this was in a test match as expected. Um, Sam Curran, nine overs, he gave 40 runs in economy of 4.4, which, well, was horrendous bowling. Um, and on the other hand, Craig Overton continued to impress in this test match, picking up another three wickets. Anderson on a flatter deck, with the ball not moving around as much, got only one wicket. Robinson with a Pfeiffer. So, talking about India's second innings while batting, we also saw a, a comeback. We, got, we saw a comeback from Chetesha Pujara. His 91 of 189 balls, uh, faster paced innings in terms of what he's usually used to. And we saw a 55 from Virat Kohli, uh, also coupled with a 59 from Rohit Sharma. India in their second in India in their second innings, well, they poised themselves uh, like well on the day, uh, but then when they came back in next morning, they lost Pujara, they lost Kohli, and the pack of cards just came tumbling down on the last day the game was played. Uh, anything to add, Rehan? Uh, I mean, obviously we saw a, a resurgence. From Chetesur Pujara, I mean, he played really well for for that 91. Unfortunately, he didn't get the century. Um, we we saw quite a different Pujara. I mean, he was much more uh, on the offense uh, compared to you know the normal Pujara we know. And it was uh, it was refreshing to see. And uh, and it it looks like uh, there's good things ahead in uh, Pujara's uh, next innings. Obviously, uh, King Kohli got another 50. Unfortunate that uh, he couldn't convert it again, but uh, Ollie Robinson got the better of him yet again in this uh, series. Um, other than that, I mean, there were not too many 
uh, really fight back. Obviously, Rohit Sharma, great again, facing more than 150 balls, uh, getting getting a solid 50. Uh, he's been solid as ever. Um, KL Rahal also, uh, he he only got eight runs, but uh, he saw the new ball off well. Um, 54 balls he played, and uh, you can't uh, underestimate the importance of hanging in for those 50, 54 balls. Um, again, Ajinkya Rahane uh, got a low score once again. Pant, uh, Pant's not had the best of series, and uh, I don't know, uh, maybe he's just... Uh, I don't think he's really playing his natural game. Obviously, he's, he's an attacking player, but he's also a very good defensive player, as we saw in Australia. And he's just not using that side of his game. So... Uh, I, I think he needs to start leaning into that more and just start playing smarter cricket because uh, we know we know the sort of uh, innings Pant can produce and the impact it it, it can have. Um, other than that, obviously, England bowler, bowler is great. Uh, James Anderson only picked up uh, the one wicket, but out of his 26 overs, 11 of them were maidens. And, uh, and you could see that he bowled well in in spells in patches and and then there were some other spells where he didn't bowl leg uh, he didn't bowl well he was drifting it to, to pujara's pads a lot and pujara pujara just dealt with it uh, ollie robinson pfeiffer amazing series uh, for him and craig overton uh, impresses again so there was some positives to look at look at from india but uh, england held their nerve and and got the got the better of the Indian side in the end. Yeah, you know, I feel like Rehan has covered uh, most of the points. I feel like going into this, uh, the two main major batsmen, obviously, who people were doubting in the Indian side were Pujara and Rahane. And while those still lie on Rahane, who wasn't able to perform again, uh, Pujara certainly silenced that with his uh, brilliant 91 in the second innings. But... You know, uh, I feel like it was too little, too late, right? After after 78, uh, the Indian fans, fans were feeling a bit low, but we were still holding that outside hope, right? That we could get England to a very low total. It would be a low-scoring thriller. That's not what happened, obviously. 432 from England, which is just an outrageous score, considering that right before that, India had gotten all out for just 78. And India did play valiantly, many of their players in the second innings. But, I mean, if we're being realistic here... Uh, India lost by an innings in 76, I believe. So if India had scored another 176 runs, England would have had to chase 100. That's nothing, right? I don't think um, after the 432, we actually thought we had a chance. There was, there was, I don't even think there was a real outside chance, but, you know, uh, we kept hoping. And some players did uh, play valiantly. Obviously, towards the end, Jad, uh, Jareja hit like a decent 30 rounds of 25. Pujara... As Rehan said, brilliant knock, 91 of 189. Knowing Pujara, it would be expected that it was more like nine runs of 189. But, you know, it's a pleasant surprise that he has such a high run rate considering his uh, general, the, the general run rate that he's at. So, uh, yeah, I think there were many positives, as Rehan said. But I don't think uh, after the first innings of England that we had any real chance of actually coming back and fighting considering the performances of England and uh, the Indian team. Well, yeah, of course. And talking about the 432 made by England, well, it was, it was contrasting batting conditions as well. We saw overcast during India's innings and then 
the sun came shining on the pitch and the england batters had a good run in that in that period of time and one more thing we saw from england uh, after changing uh, constantly changing opening partnership we saw hasib hamid score some runs getting a 68 we saw rory burns again score getting a 61 and the new man who's come in making his return to test cricket david malan after england have tried the various batsmen number 3 they went uh, they went zack crawley in the first test and then they went hasib hamid in the second test and now they've got david malan and they've got a performer at number 3 scoring 70 of 128 and uh, well there's just one man whose name you always see at the top of the scorecard and well that's joe root joe root was at the scorecard and another and another one as well um we saw him surpass uh, michael wan's most wins as england captain make uh, making him the most successful in english conditions so joe root surpassing all expectations scoring at a very fast paced rate um getting that 100 once more and like just adding on to the woes of the indian bowlers um Those are the order contributions were there, but it's the top order that fired, and it's a top order that hasn't fired a lot for England. England's one, two, three haven't got runs, and we saw a sixty-one, sixty-eight, seventy here, which is a huge bonus for England, especially going forward into uh, the next two tests and going forward in the World Test Championship. Uh, Vivin, want to go on? Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I completely agree with you. Obviously. Uh, going into the first test the top 3 were burns who still here and sibley and crawley and generally uh, by the third test when you switched out two of your top 3 batsmen it's not a good sign but here it's worked for them right uh, as you said rory burns hasib hamid and uh, david milan all got um, all got good runs for england followed by of course the man joe root we've obviously joked about uh, this test series being more of an india versus joru than india versus england and to be fair england did have a lot of contributions as we've mentioned even lower down the order with a 15 from sam karan and a 30 from craig overton decent just chipping in to the uh, total of england but um, once again the star of the english batting is their captain joe uh, jorut so um yeah that's i feel like that's the biggest thing that we can see from this Yeah, sorry. Uh, that's the biggest thing that we can uh, take from this. When England has people to chip in, England utterly destroys the competition. Unfortunately for England, that doesn't happen very often. But maybe uh, with these uh, three batsmen, they can uh, find some sort of rhythm for the English team and have a top order that continue continually fires. In which case, uh, it would be great for the team, and it would actually help uh, England kind of surpass a lot of their batting woes that they've had and. struggles that they've had in test cricket recently yeah for sure i mean uh, e- england definitely uh, batted really well uh, obviously we saw we saw the openers actually get some runs for once which uh, which is really surprising and uh, normally uh, as an as an indian viewer uh, i would not want the openers to do well but i was just so surprised that they actually got runs that that i didn't even think about that for a while um honestly still shook about it but uh, obviously i've been calling for uh, david milan's inclusion 
uh, after, since after the first test and they finally brought him in uh, and obviously his experience obviously proved uh, valuable he got a solid solid 70 he looked really composed he looked really assured of himself he he batted with intent and uh, he, as soon as he came out he knew what he wanted to do um joe root obviously he's been the batsman of the series so far uh, got a really well paced uh, century uh, he went out with intent he went out to score runs uh, to move the uh, pace of the innings at a brisk pace and uh, and he succeeded he did really well um those two that partnership especially i think took the game away from india but but you can't uh, you can't downplay the openers uh, burns and hamid's role in uh, tackling the new ball getting that ball old tiring the bowlers and the fielders uh, so overall i think it was a really strong performance by the english uh, by the english batsmen solid solid stuff well of course and touching on just one point before we move into our rapid fire round more touch upon uh, the indian bowling specifically ishant sharma he looked um, off color today uh, even mohammad siraj leaked runs their economy rates respectively are 4.2 and 3.7 ishant sharma was just off his line and length and uh, he was punished he was punished hard He bowled no made no overs, which is generally a surprise, you know. Especially since he he's coming in with the new ball, you expect um, a lot of maidens and one person to keep things tight at the end, at one end, and there to be a fire. Thoughts on the Indian bowling contingent and the especially Ishant and Siraj, Rehan. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Ishant, he just looked off color. I mean, what can you say? It was one of those. matches he's one of the great the great quicks for india obviously uh, done really well he, he had a good uh, couple of spells at lords uh, he just looked off color i don't know what was what was up with him uh, bumrah looked solid shami looked solid as always picked up a uh, four uh, siraj after the heroics at lords he also looked a bit off color but he definitely had some moments of Uh, of brilliance where he bowled some outstanding deliveries and uh, jadeja obviously bowled a massive 32 overs and uh, and did did what jadeja does keeping keeping everything in line and keeping everything straight on the stumps uh, holding up one end and getting through those overs very very quickly um like it, it wasn't really a very strong bowling performance from india but it wasn't an awfully terrible one as well um i just think that the england batsmen were just better than our bowlers uh through this innings and uh, they got rewarded for it yeah like um, india didn't do anything particularly wrong uh, they just didn't have the it factor today they weren't able to get that breakthrough and the english batsmen were solid and also i feel like um one thing that we haven't addressed is that um i feel like the main reason for the, for why india's um absolutely gotten battered here uh, despite them being strong in previous performances in the first test they got england got saved because of rain in the second test obviously um india was victorious i think the main reason is because we do not have our main batsman right i think if we had shardul thakur Our first inning score would have shot up from seventy-eight to about two hundred and seventy-eight. 
Um, so I think I think that's uh, that's an important factor to consider. We didn't have our best batsman and best bowler, Shardul Thakur, and that probably led maybe morally uh, morally motivated. They didn't have that support. Obviously, in the batting and bowling directly, uh, they didn't have the support support of the great, the Lord, our Lord, as we call him, our Lord Shardul Thakur. Well, of course, of course. So now we move into the much anticipated phase of rapid fire. So there will be me, Rehan, Vivin in that. I mean, Rehan, Vivin, me in that order. So let's begin the first question. If you were without Kohli on the first day of the test match and you stood there looking at the overcast conditions and the pitch report, etc., do you think Kohli made the right call at that point in time? I mean, if I was Kohli, if I was Kohli, um, I'm I'm not sure I I would have done anything different. Because uh, I would have expected my openers to come in clutch and bat at the way how they did in the second innings, actually. Um, it was just an unlucky day for the openers and that just opened up the whole order. So, um, looking back at it, uh, maybe you should have played the safe route and gone gone the uh, bowling first decision because of the uh, overcast conditions. But that's not how Kohli works. Kohli backs his players and unfortunately, today just wasn't the day and the ball did not agree. Yeah, and um, I agree with Rehan one of the few times um, it happens. Uh, Kohli just didn't uh, back his... Uh, Kohli backed his players, I should say, rather. Uh, it was simple. If he backed his players, if he backed his uh, top order in order to stay in there, despite uh, some of their sloppy forms, such as Pujara and uh, Kohli himself hasn't been having too good of a runoff late, and obviously Rahane's was. Uh, if he backed those players, then batting first... Uh, would have made sense, obviously, right? And in hindsight, now that we know the result, now that we know that India got all out for 78 in the first innings, it's easy to criticize Kohli, but he did back his players. He took that gamble. And at the end, it didn't pay off. So um, I think it all depended on how far he trusted his players. And it just didn't work out this time. I don't think it's a particular uh, tactical failure on the part of uh, the captain. Well, yes, my thoughts are similar, but... Even not looking at retrospect on that pitch with those overcast conditions, with the threat of, with the impending threat of Anderson with that ball, uh, I would I, I would have taken the ball. Uh, so moving on, the next question: Who do you think was the best bowler of the match, Rihan? Um. Okay. So obviously, I uh, if you look at the figures, it's Ollie Robinson, but uh, I, I would go with. Uh, the 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 English goat, uh, Jimmy Anderson. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the man who took a five wicket haul in uh, the second innings, Ollie Robinson. Well, we saw all three of them, Anderson, Robinson, and Overton, um, surprise the Indian batsmen and get them out. Overton, of course, came in with his height bounce and caught them out, and then Anderson, Robinson with their swing length, and I am going to. Back women and say it was Robinson with his seven wickets, who well deserves the title of the best bowler, and in the end got a best got the best player of the match. So now you're looking at so now moving on to the next question. You're looking at the England top order of um, Burns, Hamid, Malan, and I want to ask: Do you think they will try Dominic Sibley and Zach Crawley again? In the top order or in the lower orders as well, because Zach Crawley 
um, can Barrett fight? So do you think those two have a chance or are they out? Uh, I mean, I'm sure they have a future in uh, in international cricket with England. Uh, I'm not too sure about Dom Sibby right now because the openers look good. But Zach Crawley, I think, is definitely going to come into play in Australia during the Ashes because of his uh, ability to play the short ball and the bounces. Yeah, um, I hate that I'm agreeing with Rayan so much. But yeah, I don't think they're going to come back into play um, in this series. I think they're going to stick with the um, general batting order they have now, maybe change a few um, lineup orders and stuff. Looking at the batting template that England has set, let's take a let's let's look at the other side with bowling. Um, we know that Chris Walks is going to come back in next test. Um, and he's gonna probably replace uh Sam Curran. But the question now is who does uh who replaces Josh Butler? Because Josh Butler is having a baby, and you have various options to replace Butler. Uh, of course, they tried Dan Lawrence earlier in the series. Uh they have Ollie Pope, they have Sam Billings. So, who should replace um, Josh Butler down at the Oval? Well, uh, I think Ollie Pope's going to re- replace him because obviously the Oval is his is his home ground. That's where he plays most of his county cricket. And uh, I think he's got a really bright future ahead and we've not seen his full potential. So, I'm going to go with uh, Ollie Pope. Okay, I'm happy that I'm finally uh, disagreeing with Rehan again. I'm going to back my boy, Dan Lawrence. I think I'm going to have to back Daniel Lawrence too because it adds uh, depth to the bowling lineup. Not necessarily needed, but they, since they have Joe Root, but this is a backup option. And he's a good prospect. He's scored runs. And I think that he'll do well if given uh, if given a chance. So, I'm, stick- I'm, I'm sticking with Daniel Lawrence. Daniel, Daniel Lawrence is my pick. Okay, and for the last question of the rapid fire, would you change around India's team bowling lineup if everyone is fit? Or uh, who would you bring in, and uh, or would you just keep it the same? Well, I've always been of the belief that Umesh Yadav needs to have a game. He's just too good of a bowler. He did well in the practice matches. So, I would bring in uh, Umesh Yadav for Mohamed Siraj uh, or Ishan Sharma because Ishan Sharma has been uh, a bit off-colour. And, uh, and obviously, uh, Sharvil Thakur because you, you need that batting depth. So, Ishan and uh, Siraj go out, bring in Sharvil and Umesh. Uh, I wouldn't drop Ishan for Umesh, but uh, I think Ishan should get another chance uh, another crack, but um, I would drop Siraj and bring in uh, Lord Shadul Thakur. I mean, you heard a lot of talk about changing the pacers, but you know, you, you gotta include the spinners. I think you're dropping, I think you would, uh, India would drop um, Ishan Sharma and Mohammad Siraj to get Ashwin in. And uh, since Ashwin gets them the batting depth, I don't think they'll need Shadul, so they can get someone like uh, Umesh Yadavin. And I think Ashwin, Ashwin is, Ashwin will be good on an oval pitch when it just gets older, and we might see footmarks in because oval usually gets better for batting, right? After a while, so you know, Ashwin in. All oh, right, me. Ashwin, the the <laughs> goat. Imagine not having the number two ranked spinner in your squad for three tests on the trot. I mean, 
if I was captain, wouldn't be me. Well, no, I mean, I mean uh, we all, we all, we all want, uh, we all want Ashwin back, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's probably not gonna happen. I don't think Ashwin's gonna play the series, and well, he's just sitting there with his shorts on, listening to the commentary. It's a sad time. Okay, so Hashtag last thing, any final, back. any final thoughts, Rehan? Yeah, so uh, just to close things out, I wanted to give, uh, just give a thought on uh, something I heard today from uh, from from one of my friends. So uh, this gentleman goes by the name Black underscore Dragon YT, and uh, he told me war is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance <laughs> is strength. And I think that yeah, uh, that's a great closing note the, for the podcast. I, I think that correlates yeah. to the. Uh, to the test match arena for uh, for India really well because we yeah. know that King Kohli's team does really well where, when they're in war. They like the I- intensity and they perform best under pressure. And obviously, whenever they whenever they go from a high, like we saw from the Gabba test, uh, and then they lost the first test against England at home, uh, and just now from Lords to Headingley, um, whenever they get a bit of freedom, they lose. And obviously, uh, for, as we saw from our first innings, where we got okay, okay, Rehan, Rehan, I think that's, I think that's enough. Om, 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 because we got to ignore the ball. Yes, Om. yes, yes. We are going Om, to please conclude. Please conclude, Rehan. Shut up. Yes, we are going to conclude Rehan's rant. And uh, thank you for watching. Watch the fourth test and be there for analysis. Now I'm going to stop before Rehan continues. Thank you and goodbye. Bye.